be a surrender. You have to let go of you knowing I can't do this myself. We are trying to do things on our own, but I'm here to tell you it's already done. That's just like having a gift in your hand and it's already yours and you're going out looking for something else. And that's what God is saying to his people today. Quit looking for what you already got. You already have everything that you need in him. We wear ourselves out trying to fix something that's already fixed. I'm a living witness. Quit trying to fix everything. God has already fixed it and he's already given us what we need to rely and depend on him. And it is his word, y'all. So today I give God glory that I have been crucified. What about you? With Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And that I say all the time because I have to remind myself to get out of the way. It's not about me. It's all about him. So I want you to turn your Bibles with me to Numbers, the 11th chapter. And I'm going to start at verse 23. And it's like a continuation from last week on the body of Christ have lost its appetite. And I'm going to continue with the word from the Lord on the day from that previous word. But in Numbers chapter 11, verse 23, we want to hear what the spirit has to say unto the body of Christ. In verse 23, it says, and the Lord said unto Moses, is the Lord hand waxed short? Thou shall see now whether my word shall come to pass unto thee or not. I'm going to say that again. And the Lord said unto Moses, now I want you to put your name into this and say, and the Lord said unto me, and the Lord said unto me, is the Lord's hand waxed short? Thou shalt see now. When did he say it? God is saying, you shall see now. You shall see what? Now. Whether my word shall come to pass unto thee or not, you may be seated. I want to talk about God's word will bring forth. God's word will bring forth. I want to encourage everyone in this building on the day to say all of us got situations. All of us got some issues. Some may be smaller. Some may be bigger. Some may be in between. But all of us go through on a daily basis. And I want to give you an encouraging word today to let you know God's word will bring forth. We don't have to worry about the word because the word works. And we don't have to try to work the word to get it to work. But we have to know that God's word has already done what God said. In this right here, this was when the children of Israel began to complain. They were amongst a mixed multitude. And how many know when you amongst people that are not like you or don't believe what you believe or not raised like you raised, they will begin to complain. And with them complaining, you will begin to join in with their complaints as well. They began to take them back to where they were in Egypt. And as they began to complain, they didn't want what God was giving them no more. They got tired of the bread that God was giving them, the manna. That was from heaven. They began to despise that bread. They didn't want it no more. They wanted what Egypt had. Some of us today are still in that same spot that God has given us everything we need, but we're despising it. We want more. And that's what the enemy want our focus to be on is more. 
Now we can have things, but we don't want things to have us. And seem like the more money we get, the more we seem like we need to have. But when you get content with what you have, God said, when you faithful over little, I will make you rule over much. Some of us are waiting for millions, but you're not faithful with what God has put in your hands. So some of us keep scratching off numbers saying, you know, I'm going to hit, but we're not being faithful. So we're still trying to get more and more and more and accumulate. But the more we accumulate, it just seems like it's not enough. So it got to the point that God said, I'm going to give them what they want. If they want meat and don't want my bread, I'm going to give it to them. So Moses began to ask God. This is the part that Moses told God. He said in verse um, 20, this is what God said, 19. Ye shall not eat one day, two days, five days, ten days, nor twenty, but a whole month until it come out at your nostrils and it be loathsome unto you. Because you have despised the Lord, which is among you and have wept before him saying, why came we forth out of Egypt? Now, this is what Moses said. He said, there are 600,000 footmen and thou hast said, I will give them flesh that they may eat a whole month. He said, shall we kill flocks, herds, be slain to, um, you know, sufficient them or shall all the fish of the sea be gathered together for them? Now, look at this. Moses was questioning God and feeding all of these people. Now, God gave them water from a rock. He gave them bread from heaven. But now Moses is saying they want meat, God. So what are you going to do? How are you going to do this, God? So he was questioning the creator. And that's when God began to tell Moses. He said, is my hand waxed short? He said, have I lost might? Have I lost power? Am I inadequate, Moses? You shall see now whether or not my word will come to pass or not. So God is telling us today that we're looking at God like he's not whom he say he is. How do we do that? Because we look at his word like it's nothing. We don't take his word for what it is. We question God when he come to his word. Well, God, how is this going to happen? God, how he is God. And the problem is the reason why we question God so much is because we really don't know who he is. When you have a relationship with God and know who he is, there should not be a question in your mind about what he said. So God was telling Moses, is my hand whack short, Moses? He said, you shall see now whether or not my word shall come to pass. God already knew it's already done, but he was going to show Moses, I am God. And the thing is, y'all, God shouldn't have to prove himself to us. We should know as saints, as the people of God, that when God give a word, no matter what happens in between, God is going to stand on his word. But the problem with us is when God give a word, we want to see it right then. But God said the problem with you seeing it right then is you. He said, because when I give you a word, no matter what comes in between that word, no matter what trouble come and trouble's going to come because of the word. If nobody didn't tell you, you weren't going to have no trouble when you get the word, then that's a problem with that. Because I'm going to prove to you in scripture, each time God got a word, trouble came because of that word. 
The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So he's waiting for that word so he can cause opposition because of that word. But guess what? He can't stop the word. But see, he want to do all he can to make you think that it ain't working. Why? Because things begin to show up where it looked like God ain't going to do what he said he's going to do. But God said, my word will bring forth. Then he gave me another example in the word with Abraham and Sarah. God gave Abraham a promise. And the promise that he gave Abraham, it didn't look like it was going to happen. But then when God showed up in Genesis 18 and began to tell Abraham that his wife was going to have a child, Sarah laughed at God. She thought it was funny. How can somebody old as my husband and me being like I am bring forth a child? So she laughed. And this is what God began to say. Is there anything too hard for me? So God was letting them know what seems to be impossible for man. He said it is possible for me. And what God was letting us know is, see, this is how God show up, y'all. God don't show up when it's easy. God shows up, Calvin, when it's impossible. Because if he showed up with something that's easy that man can do, man going to take the credit. But God said, if I show up when it looked like it can't be done and it is done, man going to know nobody could have done it but God. So our problem is we looking at God like he ain't God. We looking at man to fix something that only God can fix. So God is saying, my word is going to show up. It don't matter what it looked like and what it appeared to be, what it sound like. He said, what did I say? He said, what did I say to you? I remember I was having a situation. And when I have my situations, I take it to the Lord in prayer. I don't go to my husband. I don't go to my daddy. I don't go to nobody. I just look to the hills from which cometh my help. And as I was sitting there in the midst of the situation, I'm going to tell you how you know that God's in the midst, even when it don't look like it's working. I was sitting there and I had so much peace, but don't y'all know the enemy is just like, he's steady talking. Because when God gives you a word, see, the thing is, you got to be still to hear what God has to say outside of what it looked like. You got to be still and you got to say, see, where we miss it at, God has given us a helper. His name is Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is there to walk alongside of me. The Holy Spirit is there to comfort me in my time of need. The Holy Spirit is there to give me understanding when I don't have any. The Holy Spirit is there to turn my doubt into belief through the word of God. So as I was sitting there talking to God, I sat in my special place in my recliner and I got quiet. And I said, God, I know what you said. And I don't doubt what you said. But everything around me is saying something different. But I still believe what you said. And as I sat there in that chair, and as I got quiet, the Holy Ghost showed up. Now, the Holy Ghost will show up, and he'll give you truth. But you'll get a whipping, too, even receiving that truth. And he had the audacity, y'all, to take me back to Zechariah. And he said, I want you to read Zechariah. I said, okay, I'm going to read Zechariah. I know all about Zechariah. He said, but I want you to go back, and I want you to read Zechariah. 
So as I was reading Zechariah and Gabriel came to Zechariah and told him about John, told him that he was going to have a son, and Zechariah, after Gabriel, gave him the word, Zechariah had a nerve to say, I'm going to tell you what Zechariah said. Because, see, God was calling me Zechariah. I ain't shame. And this is what Zechariah had a nerve to say, y'all. He asked God, he said, and behold, thou shalt be, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. And Zechariah said in Luke 1, 18, unto the angel, whereby shall I know this? That's the only word I needed right there. Because I had my whereby's. <laughs> Anybody in this room ever had your whereby's? Have anybody had a whereby God should I know this? God, I know what you said, but whereby shall I? Ignorant, gone to see. God, I know what you told me, but whereby shall I know this? That angel came back and told Zechariah. Now, Zechariah presented this to the Lord. He said, I am an old man. Duh. Kathy, did he think God didn't know that? I am an old man, and my wife is well stricken in years. Duh! Come on, don't we do some stupid stuff when it comes to God? Well, God, whereby I shall know this, you know, God, I'm too old for that. But what did God say? Ask your neighbor, what did God say? And the angel said to him, he said, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God, and I am sent to speak unto thee and show thee these glad tidings. And this is what he said. Thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day these things be performed. Now, this is what God told Zechariah. Now, God didn't tell me I was dumb and wasn't going to be able to speak. But he said, you putting yourself in the position of Zechariah. He said, if I gave you the word, I'm not going to back off my word. My word is going to remain the same whether you choose to believe it or not. So he said, choose this day what you're going to believe. Are you going to take me at my word or are you not? And I say, God, I choose to take you at your word. And as I said that and I began to repent, for allowing doubt and unbelief to come in my mind, knowing that God is whom he said, and this is no lie, y'all. As soon as I begin to repent, I lift my hands, and I begin to give God praise. I begin to give God glory. I begin to thank him for what he said. I begin to bind. I begin to loose. And somebody say, the next day, it happened. Come on and give God some glory. The next day. But guess what? It didn't lead up to a next day. It was coming along the way. But God wanted me to trust him until the end. Because God said, you got to know where you are in me. Are you going to trust me? Are you going to take me at my word? Are you going to move somewhere? I said, I refuse to move. Because that ain't what you said. See, y'all, we lose trust in God when it don't look like we want it to look. But God said, what I'm doing, I'm showing you my glory. Amen. He said, I'm showing you that I'm still God, even in the midst of how tore up it is. I'm still God and my word don't change. He said, I'm showing you that I'm still God outside of how your body feel. My word don't change. You still heal. Amen. 
No matter if you laying in your bed, racked in pain and can't move, you still heal. He said, are you going to still stand on you still heal? Or are you going to still mumbling and complaining on what you can't do instead of lifting your hands and giving God glory and saying, God, you said I was healed outside of what it looked like. No, y'all just waiting to jump up. God said, I can't even take you to that point because you ain't got to this point yet. He said, you want to come over here, but you ain't got here yet. God said, I want to manifest myself. He said, but as soon as I manifest myself, God said, I can come differently every time. You may look for me to come this way. God said, I ain't over there. So you got to know the way that God is moving. God may not move the same way he moved the first time because God is taking you to a place in him of trusting him outside of how long it may take. God said, every word that I spoke, it's already done. But the manifestation haven't come in the natural yet because you ain't accepted supernatural. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, God's word will bring forth. Now look at this, y'all. After he took me to Zechariah, I'm telling you, God to deal with you. And he'll show you some things and show you where you are in him. So after he did Zechariah, he said, now move on over there to Mary. So I'm moving on over there to Mary. Both of them had an angel coming before them, telling them what God said. God was sending his word to Zechariah. He was sending it to Mary. So he began to tell Mary about Jesus and what Jesus was going to do. Look at this. Mary said, how can this be? I haven't been with no man. So Mary's question was different from Zechariah. The Holy Spirit, the the angel began to explain to Mary how this was going to take place. Now, this is the part that should have got Mary to say, "Mm, I don't know about that. He said, the power of the Most High is going to come. Can you believe this? The power of the Most High, something that she could not see, is going to come upon you. And when the power of the most high come upon you, you are going to conceive in your womb, Jesus. You're going to become pregnant. So Mary had to take that word that that angel was saying to her to be truth. Now listen at this. After he said this to Mary, listen at these words. Verse 37. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. He said, for with God, nothing cannot be done. And then another, um, the Greek says, no word from God shall be without power. So that's when Mary began to say, be it unto me according to thy word. Mary wasn't looking at her no more. She was looking at the word that was sent by the angel. Where am I going? I'm going somewhere with Mary. Understand that Mary, once she took that word, that's when Mary conceived in her womb and became pregnant. God is saying the body of Christ have not become pregnant with anything because it's in your head and it ain't gone in your heart. So this is why things are getting aborted in your life when it comes to the word because you ain't allowed the word to take root and you think that you're carrying something that you're not. See, Mary took the word to heart. She took God's word as God's word and left Mary out of it. 
But as soon as she took the word and went to Elizabeth, here go the next key, verse 14, 45 says, and this is what Elizabeth said, and blessed is she that believe, listen at this, for there shall be a performance of those things which was told her from the Lord. God even told her, because you believe me, there's going to be a performance of what was told to you. So look back at Moses. He says, my hand waxed short. He said, am I inadequate? Do I have no might? Do I have no power? You shall see now, Moses, what I have told you. Then here go Elizabeth confirming what God told Mary. But guess what? This is the point I'm getting to. The word is the word. The word will not change, y'all. It will not fluctuate. It is what it is. God is not going to change his mind. He's not going to change his word just to fit you. So after Mary accepted the word, got confirmation from the word, Mary began to carry the word. But how many know the devil was after that word? So guess what? The, the, who was it? Herod? Herod? He said, now he wanted all the kids killed from two years old and under. Because, see, it was so important to kill them because the devil knew if this seed, if this seed is delivered, it's going to save the world. So we got to get rid of this seed. But guess what? God protected his word. What am I telling you? If God gave you a word and it come from God, and you're carrying that word, he's going to hasten that word to perform it in your life. So whatever's going on around you, guess what? God's going to give you protection from what you're carrying. You're going to go through some stuff, yes, but as you go through, you're going to remind yourself, God, this is what you said. This is what you told me. This is why every day you have to remind yourself concerning what the word is saying. You can't just grab a promise and don't do nothing with what you're grabbing. You got to meditate on this word because you're saying, God, your word is going to produce after its own kind. God, whatever I'm speaking, God, it's going to produce. It's not coming back to you void. But it's going to accomplish that which you please and prosper in the thing that you have sent it to do. So we have to take God's word, y'all, for what it is. Then God backed me up through scripture and he began to show me just how we go through with the word. Y'all remember, I'll go back to um, Abraham. Y'all remember how Abraham, first of all, God said, leave from what you around. Leave your surroundings. Is that not how it is when we become born again? We got to leave the kingdom of darkness. We got to come into the kingdom of light. And as we come into the kingdom of light, guess what? We're expecting God to take care of us. And so God has given us everything we need to live here on this earth and to live a prosperous life so people will know that his kingdom have come and his will is being done through you. So this is what Abraham did. God gave him a promise. God told him to leave what he was familiar with. He told him to leave his family. He told him to leave his kindred. And God said, I will bless you. And I will bless those that bless you. I will curse those that curse you. And God began to give Abraham those promises. Guess what? Abraham took God at his word and hadn't seen anything yet. Who does that? That's a person who really have a relationship with God to say, God, I believe you. 
So I'm going to move out on your word opposite to what it looked like. He moved out on God's word. Okay, when he moved out on God's word, he took Lot with him. Some of y'all are taking lots in your life. You're taking things in your life that God didn't tell you to take with you. And those things that you take with you bring trouble in your life. And the enemy knows that. So we try to carry people that God ain't told us to carry. That's not ready for what God has given you. When all of them come together, Lot and Abraham with his herdsmen and Abraham's herdsmen, there began to be strife. And that strife got so heated that Abraham stood in the midst and said, Lot, you go left, I'll go right, you go right, I'll go left. You choose which way you want to go, Lot. How can Abraham say that? Because he had a relationship with God. When you have a relationship with God, you don't look at how good something looks because everything that's good ain't good. But that's why Abraham said, you choose, Lot. You choose. I'll take whatever you don't choose. Why? Because he know he had God. So he know wherever he tread, his feet treaded upon, he was going to possess that land because God gave him a promise. So Lot separated from Abraham, and after he separated, you see the trouble Abraham was having with the word God gave him. You're going to have trouble when God gives you a word. So he separated. Then God told Abraham, now I want you to look. So see, when we leave things out of our lives that God is telling us to leave out of our lives, we can see clearly what God want to show us. Why? Because we allow people to occupy things in our lives they shouldn't be occupying. We allow people, we allow things, we allow jobs, we allow everything to take first place in our lives outside of God. So he had to let go of those things. When he let go of those things, God began to show Abraham. So on Abraham's journey, Abraham had some things going on. So God began to remind Abraham that he was going to be a father of many nations. Can y'all imagine? Abraham had to wait, y'all, 25 years for God's promise. In his waiting, Abraham went through some things. Remember, his wife told him to sleep with her hands made. She slept with the hands made, but did God's promise change? What am I telling you? Outside of what you do, God's promise don't change. But what happens is it takes you longer to get to where God is carrying you because you're doing it your way and not doing it the way God told you to do it. His promise is not going to change. But guess what he told Abraham? Go with me to Genesis 17. He told Abraham in Genesis 17, I love this. Now, this is how Abraham was. He was 75, y'all, when he left, when God told him to leave where he was um, at. He was 75 years old. At the age of 99 years, woo, that's a long time, ain't it? God began to speak to Abraham again. He spoke to him before, but in this time, God began to tell him in verse 2, and I will make my covenants between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. Abraham fell down on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be called Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. 
and I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. Look at this old man. 99 years old, and God is telling him, I'm going to make nations out of you. Can you imagine, y'all? Come on, who will hold on to a word like that? Who wouldn't say, God, I am 99 years old, and you talking about changing my name now, and I'm 99, getting ready to hit 100, and you talking about making nations out of me? I don't think this is God. Is that not what we would do? But Abraham had such a relationship with God, he took God at his word. And as he took God at his word, this is what God said. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee. So not only was Abraham going to be blessed, but his seeds after him were going to be blessed. Guess what? You are a seed of Abraham. And the same blessing that God gave Abraham, it's done rolled over on you. You got to understand that when God give you a word, you say, Abraham, that's my word. It's my word. I'm going to contribute from what God said to you because we are seeds of Abraham. So God told Abraham, this is how you keep my covenant. He had to circumcise these people and do what God told him to do. And he said, this is going to run from generation to generation. When y'all read the Bible, did it not run? From generation to generation, even when they messed up, God said, I'm a covenant keeping God. I'm going to keep my covenant. God's word will bring forth outside of you. So quit looking at you to produce something. God's word is already produced, but God wants you to be a carrier of what he's already done. Your heart is the seed where the word of God go in. Your mouth is the mouth where the word of God come out to do what God needs for it to do. If you don't get it in your heart and when it come out of your mouth, if it hadn't landed in your heart, it's coming from your head and ain't doing nothing. We're trying to make the word do something. And you don't have to make the word do something. You just need to believe in what God is saying and the word will work itself. God's word will bring forth, but we got to trust God. So Abraham did that. Y'all know after that, here come the angels again. They begin to speak to Abraham, Genesis 18. Sarah laughed. Y'all know Abraham laughed even before Sarah, but God said this time next year, he was going to hit 100 years old. You're going to have a child. Did he not have the child? Did not Abraham go through some things before Isaac came? He got the promise, did he not? After he got the promise, God was trying him with the promise he got. Don't y'all know that God is still going to see where you are when he gives you what he said he's going to give you? He's going to try you with what he's putting in your hand. He's going to see if you're still going to love him the way you loved him before you didn't have what you had. He's going to see if you're going to put that thing before you put him. So he said, Abraham, now sacrifice what I have given you. I want you to give up what I have given you. Who does that? Who give you something and now say, give it back? See, God want to know that we love him more than we love what's around us, more than we love what we have. This is why when you get something in your hand and God asks for what's in your hand, if it's all that's in your hand, when you love God and trust God, you give him what he asks. And that's when God say, I can't trust you yet. I can't trust you with money. I can't trust you with material stuff because you holding on to it so tight. So how can I give you anything else when you won't let go of what you have? Don't you know if God asks you for something, he's going to replace what he asked you for? 
He's not just going to take something from you and not give you something else. And then God began to show me that even in the word of God, when it comes to your salvation, y'all remember the rich ruler who met Jesus? And he said, good master, what must I do to have eternal life? Jesus said, there's not anyone good but God. Because he didn't even recognize Jesus as being God. So Jesus began to tell him, you know, you got to keep all your commandments. That's what I've done for my youth. So Jesus got him. He said, well, give up everything that you have and sell it to the poor. He couldn't do that. So what did he do? He left with his head hanging low. When he left, Jesus began, the disciples began to question Jesus. And Jesus said, it's easy for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And then Peter began to say, then how can we be saved? And guess what Jesus said? With man, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Why did he say that? Because man can't save themselves. He said, that's why even your salvation is dependent upon God. It is not dependent upon you, how you dress or quit smoking, quit doing this or quit doing that. You can't save yourself. That's why it's impossible for man to even save themselves. So then God began to redirect me right back in the word of God to let me know how we go through when God give us a word. He took me to Joseph. Y'all know Joseph, 17 years old, and his, his father made him a coat of many colors. His brothers was jealous over him. So he began to have a dream. And God showed Joseph in a dream. God will give you his word to you in a dream. And sometimes all of us are so busy that when we lay down, that's when God can speak. God is so faithful because he don't want us to miss out on what he has. So he gave Joseph a dream. And the first dream he gave him was his brothers was going to bow down before him. So he told his brothers and they hated him even the more. They already had hate and jealousy in them. But when he began to tell them, y'all going to bow down before me. So God showed Joseph he was going to be a ruler. He was giving God, God was giving him his destiny. Everybody in here has a destiny. But your destiny, you cannot get to outside the word. So when God sent him that word in a dream, he shared it. Then he had another dream and said, the sun and the moon. And then he said, the, the 11 what stars shall bow down to me, which was his brothers, his father, his mother. He began to tell his father, and his father began to tell him, what in the world is going on with you, Joseph? But he kept it in his heart. So God let him know that he was going to be a ruler. Now, when his father sent him after his brothers, they already had hate in him. Where am I going? God gave Joseph his word. He gave him his destiny. But yet Joseph did not know it to the fullest. Everybody in here, God has given you a destiny. And with that destiny, you need the word of God to go where God is carrying you or to do what God is telling you to do. So these brothers end up, y'all know what happened to him. They threw him in a pit. They wanted to kill him. But I'm getting to this point. Joseph went through some things because of the word God gave him. But one thing that Joseph did not do was give up on the word. Joseph, through going in the pit, he didn't give up on what God said. See, when we get in these dark places or when things don't look right in our lives, we give up on God and we try to find other avenues to make it work. 
But Joseph come out of that pit. He got sold and went to Potiphar's house. Y'all know he got falsely accused in Potiphar's house. He will not go outside of the word of God because he loved God. When you love God and have a relationship with God, you're not going to do nothing outside of what God would have for you to do. So Joseph left out of the house. He got accused. He went to prison. When he was in prison, the Bible say everywhere Joseph went, God gave him favor. So what am I here to tell you? You got a destiny. God has um, given you that destiny. It didn't come from man. It comes from God. It's already written. So no matter what comes at you, you're going to meet your destiny if you trust God and what you're going through. So even though he was going through, God gave him favor and they saw the hand of God. Who's going to put you in charge in prison? He had the charge of a prison, y'all. And Joseph enjoyed what he was doing because he was doing it unto the Lord because it was part of Joseph getting to his destiny. So Joseph had a destiny in that prison. And how about the butler? And who was it? The cook was in there with Joseph. They got thrown in prison and had dreams. Joseph began to interpret the dreams. And guess what? The dreams come to pass. So it was two years he was in prison. Then Pharaoh had a dream, and I'm going through this. Y'all know all of this. Pharaoh had a dream, and they end up cleaning Joseph up, putting him before Pharaoh. And guess what? The time have come. Do you know how long that was? He was 17 when this happened. At the age of 30 is when he went to the palace. Can y'all imagine? 13 years. We don't want to go through nothing one day. Moses, not Moses. Um, Abraham, 25 years. Moses, 40 years. <laughs> We're rebellious folk. But he had a word from the Lord. You go into the promised land. They had a word from the Lord. And they were holding on to that word. So he did go to the palace, y'all. And when he went to the palace, he was made ruler. His brothers came and they had to bow down in front of Joseph. And Joseph let them know, I forgive you because this was the Lord's doing to save the people. Didn't Jesus die for us? Didn't he go through for us so we can reach our destiny? So God is saying, God has a destiny for all of us. But in order to reach that destiny, you're going to go through some trials. You're going to go through some tribulations. It's going to look like, God, I don't want to go through this. God, why am I going through this? What did I do wrong to be put in this place? And you go back and try to check stuff to see what wrong did I do? When I lost my position, y'all, I went back through my life. Lord, who did I offend? Lord, who did I hurt? Lord, who didn't I help? I helped these people. They done turned on me. Lord, why am I going through? Because God said, you're going to reach your destiny. This is what I have for you. Don't you know that I'm here with you? Be not weary in your well-doing. You shall reap if you faint not. God, I feel like I already fainted. You know, you you complain and you mummer, but I took time aside and I reminded myself of what God was saying unto me in those times where I felt like I wasn't going to make it, where I felt like everything just looked like it was just out of place when the money was funny. God took me from healing to all them places. And I'm like, God, what did I do so wrong to deserve this? Because God said, I'm raising you up for my people. This ain't about you. This is where I'm carrying you to be in the place that I have for you. So what am I telling you? God's word will bring forth. 
But you have to understand when things in your life don't look right, that's when you give him glory. That's when you say, God, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are upon you because you don't know what to do. Quit trying to work it out and know, quit trying to figure it out and know that God has already worked it out. But what is the problem with the body of Christ? You ain't grabbing hold to the word. You letting everything grab hold to you. Y'all, we can speak that word, but if it's coming from your head and not from your heart, you just speak it. But when you are in the word and the seed of that word has been planted in your heart, this is what you're going to say and this is what you're going to do according to what's in you. Sometimes you can be around people and they can be Bible scholars. And as soon as somebody make them mad or something come up in their life, they're cursing at you. They act like they ain't know Jesus and act like they don't know you either. But they can quote the word. You can quote the word. But if you're quoting something, your life should be living what you're quoting. It should add up, y'all. So we need to quit trying to make people think we're something that we're not and take these masses off and truly surrender and say, God, I can't do this. Nothing I do is working. Guess what God is saying today? I'm waiting on you to leave it alone. He said, I'm waiting on you to leave it alone so you can see me manifest myself. What The time you spend in questioning me on it, you should be giving me praise knowing that you're not going to change, that I'm not going to change my mind. So this is why sometimes you got to take a praise break. Sometimes I tell my husband, I'm gone, gone, leave me here. Just leave me here. Please just leave me here. No, we want you to go leave me alone because I want my praise break. I want the whole house to myself where I can give God glory and go crazy up in here. Have you ever been like that? I want to praise him. I want to be able to hear him. I want to be able to commune with him. I want to be able to really say, yes, Lord, your servant here. See, when you're around a lot of mess and a commotion, you can't hear what God is saying to you right then. Your peace will begin to leave you. This is why you have to take the time to get away, to say, God, I hear you. And this is why you can see stuff people don't see. You can see what's coming at people that they don't see because they're too busy. They're Martha's. They're always trying to do something instead of sitting still to hear what God wants you to hear before it's too late. What am I saying to you today? God's word don't change. You're going to go through, but his word still ain't going to change. God is going to sustain you when you go through. He said, cast your burdens on me. He said, cast them on me, but that don't mean you ain't going through it. He said, you're going through it to know that I'm God, that I'm carrying you when you can't carry yourself. God said, I'm carrying you. I'm giving you the strength that you need. When you feel like you're wore out and can't go no more, then this is when you need to say, God, give power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increased strength. God, I can't live off of me today. I got to live off of you. Thank you for giving me my daily bread. God, thank you that everything I need in today, you have, I shouldn't wake up and wonder what I'm going to get. Because God told me, I know what you're in the need of before you ask. So when I wake up, I say, thank you, God. Today has already been provided for. 
God, it is well because you are my shepherd and I shall not want. And though it looked like it don't look like it should look, I'm going to praise you anyhow because evidently you got a ram in the bush. So I'm going to give you glory because your word don't come back to this house void. It's going to come back and prosper in the thing that you sent it to do. If we don't trust his word now, God keep telling you, you cannot live outside of this word. If anybody told you that you can do without this word, that's a lie. And some Christian folks feel like they don't need it no more. They only get into it when trouble comes. That ain't enough time. Because you got to meditate the word of God. Go to Psalms 1. Maybe I'm the only one reading Psalms 1. I know I got some Psalms 1 readers up in here. How about it? We got some Psalms 1 readers. When the word of God tell us not to. Bless is the man that walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. We got saved folk getting counsel from ungodly. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. Nor seateth in the seat of scornful. Look at this though. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in the law do he meditate when? It don't say on um, special occasions. It don't say meditate when trouble come. It say meditate day and night. When you do this, here's your promise. And you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that bring forth his fruit in season. His leaves also shall not wither and whatsoever he do shall prosper. Did y'all hear it say bring forth its fruit in season? There are seasons that you should be bringing forth. You know what I consider a season? When trouble come to my house in a season, when I'm speaking the word of God, I'm going to be like a tree and I'm going to bring forth life unto that dead situation. God is saying that it's time for us to be so planted in this word that when things come in our lives, guess what? We can stand still and we can see the salvation of the Lord. We can see the outcome before the trial is even over. God will show you the victory. Look at in the word of God how he showed them the victory and they ain't even went through it yet. God was telling them, Gideon, you don't need number 300 men to win this battle. Duh. Send the rest home. Can y'all imagine with that big arm and he going to tell you, you're going to get these people with 300 men? Oh, no, that ain't God. I need all I can get. But guess what? He obeyed God. Before he even went into battle. And the victory was already won before he went. So God is giving you today that God's word will bring forth. It don't matter what it looked like. But we have to know what God is saying. And if you're not spending time with God. Then how are you going to know what God is saying to you? God said his word will quicken you. His word will bring life to you. His word will change people's hearts for you. The angels are waiting for the word of God to be spoken. So God can send those angels out to where he want to send them so the word can manifest. This is why when you're praying for people, you don't have to be in their home. When you believe in what the word of God is saying, God said, I'll send my word and I'll heal you and I'll deliver you from your destruction. 
Get into the word. Let the word get into you. Begin to speak the word. As you speak the word, you can't do nothing but live the word. God said, why aren't you giving me the opportunity? You're giving everybody else the opportunity. But why aren't you really turning it over to me and giving me the opportunity to show you this day that I am who I say I am? He said, my word will not fail you. My word will stand even when the earth, when heaven and earth pass away. He said, my word is going to remain. Y'all, God's word is the final authority. And this is why I stay in it. Not to get, feel like if I don't stay in it, something's going to happen. I stay in it because that's my lifeline. That's where I get my peace. That's where I get my joy. That's where I get my fulfillment. That's where when I'm hurting, when somebody is hurting me, I can go into the word and I can get a word from the Lord that will bind all my wounds, that will heal my broken heart and bind all my wounds. It comes from the word of God. And if you're not going into this word, you're not going to experience this word the way you need to. How do you know the ones that's been in there? Because they will forgive quickly. How do you know the ones that's been in there? They won't hold grudges. How do you know the ones that's been in there? Because they'll go to their brother and sister if they have odd against them because they're doing what the word of God says. You never hold nothing deep within because eventually it's going to come out and it's going to hurt somebody. So what am I saying, y'all? God's word will bring forth no matter what the situation is. We need to quit playing around with the word. We do a lot of things for a lot of people and we spend a lot of time on a lot of things. Can you put that much time in this word? We sometimes spend a lot of time on the phone. Yap, 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 yap. Hour, two hours, laughing, cutting the food. Can you do that with the word? Can you say, I can't talk to you right now. I'm, I'm getting into my word. Can you stay there for two hours like you stay on the phone? When that word gets so good, when you tasting that word and it's so good, you ain't missing no conversation on no phone. You saying, I ain't got time for that. I want to be right here. So spend time in this word so you can get what this word already has done. You don't have to spend that time with people. Spend time in the word. And you'll get the peace that you need from the word. And you will understand what God has to say unto you. Amen. I'm a living witness. Y'all, do I go through trouble? Mm-hmm. Do things occur around me? Mm-hmm. Do I bother you with it? Mm-mm. You know why I don't bother you? Because I say, God. If your word ain't already done it, who else is going to do it? That's, that's my philosophy. I said, who else going to do it? And if they're going to do it, then you put in their heart to call me. I shouldn't have to call them, not unless you prompt me to call them. See, this is how you have to be with the Lord. Lord, this is what you're saying to me today. I'm going to trust you. Now, and I'll tell God this. God, if I'm missing it, you send somebody else. Because I don't want nobody to miss out on nothing because of me. Y'all, I know that the word works, and you got to know that it works, and that's what you have to go through in your time of trouble. Call on him. He will come. He's already here. Ain't that he will come? He's already here. He's already here. So just surrender everything to him and allow that manifestation of what God has already done. And I'm, and I'm going to tell you this. Even with being in this word, it ain't us that do it. It is God. Everything that comes out of the word of God, 
is coming from him. It's not coming from me. It shouldn't be coming from you. It's coming from God. We can do nothing outside of him. Everything that we say should line up with what the word of God is saying. That's why you search the scriptures when people are teaching you. So you can go back to hear God for yourself. Because I'm not going to say or do anything outside of what God has already said. Everything that I do is because I'm hearing him tell me this is what I want you to do. Not because I feel like it should be done. Amen. So let's stand on this word. And I'm going to say today that if you did not receive your healing during the time of praise, God say healing right now is available in this room. And the only thing I'm going to do is speak it and I'm going to command it. So right now in the name of Jesus, any situation that's in this house dealing with sickness, dealing with disease, I command healing to come right now in Jesus' name. And the Bible says that every knee shall bow at the name of Jesus. So anything that's going on with you at the name of Jesus is bowing down in Jesus' name. Sickness have to go in the name of Jesus. Only thing we have to do is speak it. And I speak that healing has come in this house. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Healing has come to your mind. Healing has come to your organs. Healing has come to your vital signs. Healing has come to your muscles, your tendons, your bones, your joints. Healing is in this house right now. And I'm saying today, take your healing. Take your medication. It is free. It is already yours. It has already been paid for. God is saying just receive what heaven has already provided. And I see God's kingdom coming right in the midst of this room. Because God said whatever I bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever I loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So heaven has opened up. And heaven has released healing. In the midst of this room. So Father, we just thank you that it's already done. And I rebuke pain right now in the name of Jesus. We rebuke pain. We command it to go right now in Jesus' name. And God, I thank you for miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle that's taking place right now. That people will know that you are God. And God is reminding me of this man that went to Jesus and told him about his child. And Jesus began to tell him to go his way. And as he began to go his way, trusting God, they came and told him that that child was already healed. He said, what time did this happen? And he recognized the moment Jesus said, God is saying, go your way. God is saying, go your way. The moment that is spoke is already done. Only thing you got to do is go your way and believe that it's already done. Amen. Come on and give my hand clap of praise. It's already done. Amen. God's word will not come back to him void. Did y'all hear that? It ain't going back to heaven void, but it's going out and accomplishing what God have sent it to do, amen, and it's prospering, amen, and it shall succeed. I want to say this, Sister Denise has a testimony, and after that, we're going to go into our tithes and offerings, and then we're going to move on 
with our dismissal. After that, I'm sorry, we have announcements. <laughs>